love to see that. Amen. That's good. Amen. The kids did good. Miss Stacy's been working with them, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, keep them doing about once a month, get them to sing, and, and they're working on the Old Testament, they did the Old Testament books of the Bible, next month they're going to do the New Testament books of the Bible as well, and uh, we're working on doing that, and uh, I'm glad you're here, Amen. and uh, let's get started here, John chapter 5, John chapter 5. We're going to finish up the chapter here to uh, this morning. If you have your Bible, you can follow along there with me. John 5. <clears throat> Last week we talked about the witnesses of the Lord. And uh, there were many different witnesses that were on earth. And, but this morning I want to talk to you about the rejection that takes place in this, in this context of the Scripture. As we well know, Jesus has he has uh, healed a man of sick 38 years, and he received some rejection from these men. And uh, we're going to look in this in these couple verses here this morning, just a few verses, uh, but looking at the context of Jesus speaking specifically to them because of the rejection that they give to Christ. And so if you've got your Bible open to John 5, let's all stand if you can, and let's read together in verse number uh, 40. Jesus is speaking here in verse number 40. He says, And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you. That you have not the love of God in you. I am God. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. So Jesus is specifically speaking to these men who are rejecting Jesus Christ. Still to this day, we have rejection going on towards Christ. It goes along here in our in our county, it's in our state, it's in our country, it's worldwide rejection towards the Lord. And so we're going to look at three different aspects of the rejection. Now let's pray. Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you for everyone that's here. Lord, I pray that you would use me Use my voice. Lord, let me preach exactly what you want me to say. Yes, Lord. Hide me behind the cross. Yes. Lord, I pray for hearers as well. I'd ask that there's one in here this morning that's not for sure about heaven, that today might would be their day yes, to know Lord. for sure. Yes, Lord. I thank you for all that you've done. And in Jesus' name we pray, in the name that's above every name, amen. Jesus, amen. amen, and amen. Y'all may be seated. So here we are in John chapter 5, and again, we did, we did go over these verses last week, but these two verses stuck out in just a couple thoughts, and that's by way of introduction as well. And verse number 35, the verse that we did not read, 
But in verse number 33, 34, and 35, he speaks of a witness that was uh, preparing the way of the Lord. His name was John the Baptist. In verse number 35, it says, And he was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. If you'll notice down in verse number 43, he said, Another come in my name, and you shall receive him. He was speaking of John the Baptist, because they did receive John the Baptist for a little bit, but then he ruffled some feathers, and they got rid of him, and they killed him. And so now we're going to jump out. Verse number 35, he speaks about John the Baptist. What was John the Baptist? What was he? He was a burning light. He says in verse number 35 that he was a burning light. What does a light do? A light burns or, or a candle burns. The fire burns within. He was a burning light. Not only was he a burning light, but he was a shining light in the midst of darkness. in these doors. And this is what John, John said. He was a burning light, a shining light for Christ. Yes. Not only was he a shining light, but the Bible also says that ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. There's a season and we're in the season yes. when Jesus Christ can save. And we're in the season when Jesus Christ can redeem all men of their sin. But there will come a day when the season will be over and the trumpet will sound and we'll be gathered in the clouds and that season will come to an end. And at that moment, if, if you've heard the gospel, if you've had a chance to hear the clear presentation of the gospel and the trumpet blows, you will not have a chance to receive Jesus Christ. Right. So the season will come to an end. We have, we have uh, in Texas, most people get four seasons, but in Texas we have two, summer Amen. and summer. summer. And uh, Amen. look, I love Sometimes we don't see the seasons of fall and, and spring and summer and winter. We don't always get to see that down here, right? We don't always get to see that. But there are seasons of life. There are seasons that we go through in life. Yes. And there are seasons that this world is going through right now. Yes. And the season will end. And when the right. season ends is when the trumpet will blow. Amen. That's the season of grace, the time when grace, when we can come to the throne of, throne of God and confess our sins and be saved, not because of who we are, not because of what we've done, not because of what church we attend, but because of whose throne we come to. And this Amen. is what God is. The season will end when it won't have a chance to do that anymore. If you've heard the gospel. Amen. But that season, he said, there was a season you accepted him. 
There was a season that you heard him. There was a season where he was received, but then the season ended and you rejected. See, Jesus Christ was on board. He was alive at this time when John the Baptist was preaching the gospel. They weren't but just a few months apart, and Jesus was alive during John the Baptist's yeah, life, and he, began, and he began to preach. But what did they do to Jesus? They chose to reject him. Jews did not receive him. The Jews did not receive Christ. They rejected him. They were the ones that nailed him to the cross. They rejected Christ. So let's look at the rejection that takes place in this text in verse number 40. Let's look at the character of the rejection. In verse number 40, the Bible says, Ye and ye will not come to me. He told, he told them, he said, Hey, Pharisees, look up. He said, Look at me. He said, You're not going to come to me. He said, You're not. He said, I'll preach the gospel. I'll preach it till I die. I'll die on the cross for your sins. But you're not going to come to me because you want to reject me. And the character of the rejection was, no, I am not going to receive Jesus Christ. And there is still the character of many people today that say, no, I don't want to receive Christ. No, I don't want to have anything to do with him. And that is still today. But I will say this, that that character of rejection is inexcusable. It's without excuse. Come on. But they, but they still reject Jesus Christ. Rejection, look, rejection of Christ is inexcusable. Yeah. Right. If you choose to leave church today not receiving Jesus Christ, that is on you. Amen. That's right. It's up to you. Right. It's your choice. Right. But I will say this, it's inexcusable. There is not a reason why you can come up with good enough why you can't. Right. Right. Well, I, I'm not good. Well, I don't care if you're good or not. It's not based on how good you are. No. It's not how, based on how good you've been. No. It's not based on where you were. It's based on who you believe in. Amen. And right. who you put your faith in. Rejection of Jesus Christ is inexcusable. <coughs> Rejection of Jesus Christ is intentional. You have to choose intentionally to reject Jesus yeah, Christ. Right. Because here is the offer. If I offered you $100, and I said the first one to come get it out of my hand to get it, y'all would run so fast to get up here and get that $100. Who would, who would think, not maybe you say, well, I may not run, but I'd try to get up here and get that $100. Hey. If I was giving away $100, there's just a couple of y'all? I mean, come on. You wouldn't move? Nah, I'm making it happen. Look. All right, you ready? <laughs> I don't have a hundred dollar bill. Sorry, I got. What if I have a one dollar bill? How many guys do? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is the gift is free? You say, well, how is the gift free? The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God. Why is it a gift? Was because over two thousand years ago Jesus Christ came and He died on the cross for our sins and He paid for my heaven. And so the gift 
is here. And so you have to be intentional not to receive the gift. To reject him. And when they came to him that day, they had to intentionally reject him. No, I don't want any part of that. I don't know how in the world anybody wants to say, no, I don't want that. Would you like to go to heaven when you die? Yes or no? Amen. You want to reject it? Hey, who wants to go to hell this morning? There's not a soul in have to choose yes or no. Right. And here's the, here's the great, here's the thing about it, is you can't be in the middle and say, well, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get there, maybe I won't. It doesn't work like that. No, no, no. You either are or you are not. <coughs> you are either going or you're not. Right. It's an intentional choice one way or the other. I remember growing up and we played sports all the time. I played basketball. And you had to be intentional with the basketball, going down the court. If you didn't watch that basketball, that basketball would go, get loose and they'd go out of bounds. If you wasn't intentional with where you threw it, the guy that you threw it to wouldn't catch it. That make sense? You say no. I don't understand. You have to be intentional with what you do. I choose to throw the ball to this guy on purpose. You have to choose Christ on purpose. Yeah. It's not going to happen by accident. That's right. You're not going to get there because mom. You're not going to get there because no. a granddad. You're not going to get there because something. You're going to get there because of a choice that you make. Right. Right. And nobody else can make that decision for you. That's right. It's an intentional choice. The character of the rejection. Number two, the cause for the rejection. Look in verse number 42. What caused, what caused them to reject Christ? Verse number 42, he says, but I know you that you have not the what? Receive me. Jesus said the reason that people reject Christ is because they don't love Christ. Right. And, and the reason that you will reject other people is simply we don't love them or we don't try to love them and we don't try to receive them. We don't try to do that. He says the cause of their rejection was love. Simply, they didn't love him. We also see in verse number 44, look what he says in verse number 44. He said, how can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Not only do you see the cause for the rejection was because they didn't love him, but they also didn't, they didn't, the reason they also rejected him was because of pride. 
Nope. I am not lowering myself to believe in God. Right. There are people who yes. believe that way. Yeah. Now, I'm not lowering myself to believe in God. If God was real, then why does this happen? Well, if God was real, why'd that happen? Right. And I've said it before, and I will keep on saying it. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. There are good things that happen to bad people, and there are bad things that happen to good people. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Karma, you know, you, the Bible says, you, you uh, reap, uh, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Right. You're going to reap what you sow. If you put bad, 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 bad in the ground, guess what you're going to get? Bad, 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 Guess what? I mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a tomato planter, but when I put tomatoes in the ground, guess what's going to come up? Tomatoes. Tomatoes are going to come up. And I know I've said that before, but it's, it's simple. You do right. You live right. You be right. You're going to receive that same justice. Yes. You reap what you sow. Don't expect to receive something good when you've not done anything good. Well, why is all this bad happening? Well, maybe you ought to check what you've been planting. Right. Amen. Amen. Right. Bring it. As a Christian, I need to plant good. Yes. You say, well, how can I change it? There's only one way to change what you plant. And that's the Lord Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Trent, you never plant anything bad? That's not true. I do plant things that are bad. You say, you do? I'm not telling you my sins. I don't confess to you. Right. I confess Amen. to God. Amen. 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 So I'm not telling Amen. you. But when I do wrong, and when I sin, that's planting bad. Yes. But when I do right, and I do good, guess what that plants? Good. Good. You reap what you sow. That's correct. But a lot of things that take place, and the rejection that takes place of God, is pride. I'm not going to receive God. Ain't going to do it. <clears throat> the Bible says you must become as a little child yes. to receive Christ. Do you know why you have to become as a little child? The reason is because you can't depend on yourself to get it done. Amen. You know a little, a little kid, little Lindsay, can't go to the refrigerator and fix her a drink. As much as I want her to to be able to go and get her cup and fill it with milk and put the lid on it and come in there and drink it. As much as I want her to be able to do that, she cannot do that. And she needs me to do that for her. Yeah. Bible says you must become as a little child because you must come to God saying, I can't get there on my own. I will never get there on my own. I can't be good enough. I can't go to church enough. I can't do this enough. I can't get there on my own. I must trust God to get me there. Amen. When I do that, then I can come to Christ. When I become as a little child and not full of arrogance, I got this. I'm good enough. I'll get there. I'll get there. Have you seen what I did? Have you seen where I've been? Have you seen all the good works I did this week? Because that's going to get me there. Pride will keep you out of heaven. That's correct. Right. Amen. Yes. You know, pride just about kept me from getting saved. You say, pride did? Yeah. 
I remember, I, I'm a preacher's kid. You know, PKs are the worst, you know. <laughs> Principal's kids, preacher's kids, they're all the worst. And I'm one of them PKs, okay? But I remember, I had made a decision when I was younger, and the Lord began to work on my heart to tell me that I, was, I wasn't on my way to heaven. And I remember sitting there, service, service after service, time after time, we would go... I, uh, I I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If there were any special meetings, we were there. preacher's kid. Here he is needing to get saved. Here he is needing Jesus. And the day came when I decided I was not going to do that anymore. I decided I wasn't going to let who I was determine where I was going. Right. Because it's not about me. It's about who I put my faith and my trust Amen. in. And so that day in June 14th, 1998, I I, uh, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. And I said, no, I don't care what they say about me tomorrow. I don't care what they say about me. But look, you know, all those misconceptions that, oh, no, what are they going to say about the preacher's kid? You didn't say it. All of it was wrong. You know why? Because everyone was like glad for me and excited for me that I decided to put my faith in Christ rather than myself and rather than what I could do. They were excited for me. Amen. They weren't upset at me. Pride will tell you, don't do that. Man, what will they say about you? Right. What will they do? Yeah. Pride. These Pharisees, they wouldn't receive Christ because of their pride. Because of their pride. We see, number one, the character of the rejection that caused the rejection. But number three, and I'm done, the knowledge of the rejection. I want you to see in verse number 42, Jesus says... But I know you. Yes. He said, don't you dare pretend with me. You put on a facade. You pretend that you're, you've got it all squared away. You pretend that you've got it all figured out. But I'm going to tell you something. He's not going to stand there and look how we look and make sure we've got the right clothes and make sure that we look the right way. He's going to look at your heart and look deep down and that is the intents of the heart. And he says, I know you. You can pretend all you want to. You can pretend all you want to here in church this morning. But God knows who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Good or bad. Yes. He knows who you are. Yes, yes, yes. And if we're all honest with ourselves, it's kind of scary that God knows who I am. Amen. 
He knows what I do. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what my thoughts are. Yeah. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Yeah. So he sees the evil that I think. Oh, he sees what I think. Uh -huh. Woo! <laughs> yes, indeed. Man, I was just telling that preacher to shut up. <laughs> Oops. He saw it. Yes. yes. He hears it. Yes. He sees what we do. You can pretend all you want to. But God knows who you are. That's correct. Yes. And listen. Yes. You can pretend all you want to. But God knows where you'll spend eternity. Yes. But I'll tell you. It's based on what you do. That's right. What I do. Yes. With him. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing else. Nothing more. Nothing less. Jesus saith unto them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. No man, no man, or woman, Come on. no man, no matter what creed, no matter what they've done, no matter how long they've lived, no matter how good they are, no man cometh unto the Father, unto the Father, but by me. Yeah. You're not getting to heaven except you come through me. sure that you'd go to heaven this morning. You're 20% wrong. You are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You won't go. Amen. You won't go. The Bible says, these things that are written unto you, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, and that you may K-N-O-W. Know that you have eternal life. Yes. Do you want it? Because here's the gift. Hallelujah. It's up to you. Hallelujah. Christian, he knows who you are. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone that's here. Lord, I pray as we have this time of invitation, 
a time of self-reflection, a time to look at who we are. Lord, I pray that if there's a Christian in this room that says, my, 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 the Lord knows who I am. I need to get things right. You say, Lord, I pray that if there's one in here today that's not for sure that they'd go to heaven, I pray today would be your day. I pray that they would trust you this morning. I thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you for, thank you for all that went into this morning. Thank you for the kids singing this morning. Yeah. Well, Lord, it all comes down to this. What will I do with Christ? And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me just ask a couple simple questions this morning. You say, Brother Trent, I'm sitting here this morning, and I know there is not a doubt in my mind. I'm going to heaven when I die. Would you put your hand up? There is not a doubt in my mind. I'm going to heaven. Thank you. You can put your hands down. You say, Brother Trent, I'm sitting here this morning, and I'm not for sure. I want to go. I sure do. But I'm not for sure I'd go this morning. I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me this morning, Brother Trent? Would you just put your hand up? And put your hand down. Anybody like that this morning? Say, Brother Trent, I'm just not for sure. Anybody like that? Just put your hand up. Put your hand down. 